Hi, welcome to another... <laughs> go on, you're really nervous. Keep going. Go on, start again. Go on. Go on, say it. Hello, welcome to another Shumpcast. I'm Tony Shump, Ralph Nardello. And I'm Dominico Tony Sonbara. And how are you today, Dom? I'm very good, but you're very nervous. You just yeah. stuffed up the, the start. Ah, you got to leave that in. That was good. Why are you so nervous? Chris Quinlan, the drummer extraordinaire. Well, yes, I'm a drummer extraordinaire myself. I know you're a drummer. So why are you so nervous? Look at you sweating bullets. Anyway. Actually, I met him quite a few years ago. It would have been... He did, so... I met him in the mid nineties at the uh, Billy Gobbin concert uh, in the city there. Billy so, Gobbin um, doesn't he play for Geelong? No, 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 no. He's a, he's, he's an American drummer. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Very good uh, jazz yeah. jazz rock drummer. You know, mm. very uh, okay. uh, amazing, amazing yeah. drummer. Yeah. yeah. So I met him there at the. Uh, we only chatted there for a while, and then he'd gone on and done some extraordinary things there with the uh, uh, the drum show on uh, Channel yeah, Thirty One. Channel Thirty One. I watch it all the time. Yeah. So he's. Uh, He's, uh, he's on the show today. Is that his drum kit? Because he's got drums all around him, like that oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got my little electronic kit there, and he's got, uh, he's got I think he's got, uh, looks like about 500 Tom Toms there. Yeah, I know. And, uh, he's on the show today, so we're very excited about How that. How old is he? He's still got hair. Look at him. Oh. Well, I don't know. We'll find that out on the show. But anyway, how you been, Dom? You been good? I've been very good. Yeah. We had a little bit of a Christmas party over the weekend. Oh, right. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Our band played last week too. Yes, our yes. Our band yes, won too did. many. We yeah. shall hope uh, Chris Pinnable will uh, come and see our band and see, uh, see how, uh, how bad we are. Maybe you might want to come and be our drummer. Yeah. Our drummer's pretty shit, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about? Hey, I'm a good drummer. No, you are. I do a break eight hours a day concert, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Eight hours a day sort of thing. But what happened there? Yeah, well, you sang a couple of songs there at the, at the gig there and you, you missed out one of the songs there, one of the lyrics there. What happened there? Yeah, I know. Well, the poor Kelly song. Yeah, poor Kelly song. Two Adore. I sing two that. All, and I sang that about a million times. I really, yeah, I really. And the probably. first, the first line, I just couldn't get. So yeah, we had. I, I just sort of said, "Look, um, guys, so I you, apologise. I forgot the start. So let's do another song, and we'll get back to this one." <laughs> but yeah. I was going to pull out the power, mate. Because uh, hey, what about you? Uh, well, what about you? What did I do? I did everything wrong. All right. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So I didn't carry the band. Is that what you're saying? Well, anyway, yeah, anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so hey. without further ado, what? Have you got anything else to say? No, that's it, mate. Let's move along, move Let's along. Move along uh, because you're very yes, nervous. Yes. You want to talk to Chris Quinlan? Yeah. What's his Chris, name? Chris, no, 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 no. Chris Quinlan. That's Bernie right. Quinlan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to ask him if he's related to Bernie Quinlan. You know, he was a footballer, wasn't he? Yeah, he used to play Footscray and Fitzroy. Oh, Footscray. Well, there you go. Maybe Barry for Footscray. To the show, Shumcast. Yeah, okay, Chris. Oh, my first question. Where did it all begin, Chris? Uh, do you mean with the TV show or, or just drumming in Well, well, you've drumming, been drumming. playing professionally since the 1970s, so give us that first. How did you start oh, okay. playing drums? Yeah. Yeah, so well, basically, um, uh, uh, Basically, I was 10 years old and Dad signed me up for violin lessons. Oh. And um, <laughs> I, I, got, I had about three years of uh, uh, the vi- I hating the violin and the violin hating me. Yeah. And, um, and I love animals and I made, kept making it sound like a cat dying. So um, <laughs> I said, Dad, <laughs> yeah. Dad, I saw a drum solo. I said, Dad, I want to do that. And he's gone bloody hell. So you just bought your violin. Uh, yeah, so, so what happened was uh, I started off with um, uh, 
doing drums, pots and pans stuff, all the usual business. And um, yeah, yep. and and Dad signed me up with lessons with Harold Ripper. That's a whole shunt cast by itself, mate. Harold what? <laughs> Harold Ripper. What's he? Harold again? Ripper. Never heard of him. And, no, he's he's one of the doyens of uh, Melbourne drumming in, back in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. Oh, anyway, he's not related so to just, Jack, is he? Uh, well. Not really, no. Okay, anyway. that's good, that's good. Yeah. We'd have to go down the family tree. Yeah, you know, that's what I was thinking. So, so basically what happened was, you know, I went nuts on drums and uh, Dad had the Dan O'Connell Hotel in Carlton. Oh, I know the Dan O'Connell. Great pub. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I used to practice. And, uh, you know, in the beer garden out the back. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, you know, did, did all the usual teenage band stuff. And uh, in the late 70s, I, uh, I started teaching at uh, Footscray Community Arts Centre in Footscray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and from there went on to good old Troy music in um, Footscray, around the, you know, up in Leeds Street. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. In, yes, in yes. Barclay Street. Yeah. And, uh, and then, um, and by then I was teaching and playing and stuff, and I managed to go full-time in 1988. And, um, wow. and that's, what I, that's what I still do now. And uh, back in about late 94 into early 95, uh, community television was starting up. And I yeah. sort of thought, let's have a crack at that. That's a great opportunity because at the time, if you remember good old Melbourne, we weren't having much of a good time in the early 90s. Yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of, you know, there was yeah. a, you know, what, what do we have? A, not a depression, but a recession yeah, and all this yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. And um, I was, by that stage, I was involved in schools and all the schools were getting closed down. So I thought it was uh, getting um, a great idea to sort of start this, like a cooking show for newsos. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I got, I got six episodes. I, I basically went in with the pilot with the band I was in at the time, uh, which was doing Frank Zappa. Frank, Frank uh, Zappa? Frank Zappa nut. And, and we were doing Frank Zappa stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and they were like the... You know, we did uh, just a pilot show, and we got given six episodes. So it was mm. like a cooking show for musicians. You know, rather than when's your CD coming out, it was like, how the hell did you do that? Yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So what scale was that? You know, what drum lick was this? Oh. You know, was that a paradiddle or was that something yeah. else? You know, mm, and um, that was twenty six years ago. Wow! <laughs> wow. It, so you started. <laughs> you started that in nineteen ninety five, Chris. Yeah, that's right. The first episode went to air. Hey, Chris, can, can I ask you how old you are, if, if you don't mind? Oh, yeah, I'm 61, nearly 62. 61? And is that your real hair? Because I've just seen a photo of you. <laughs> that's bullshit. On YouTube. No, Unbelievable. Is that your real hair? That's my real hair, except now I can't do overhead camera shots anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> the wig's now got a hole in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, the, the part, uh, the the part turned into a patch. Mate, and, um, yeah. I can fix so that. I'm, I'm pretty cooked with the overhead shots now. Oh yeah, no, you've still got you've still got flowing hair anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if you see well, me, well, Ralph, if you see me, Ralph, your hair no, is like a big you know, lush of yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, now how many shows have you? I just call myself, I just call it lockdown lock. That's what it oh, is. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> That's not bad. So how many shows have you done of Channel 31 all up? You must have done like a, uh, 500 or I've something. Just, I've just delivered uh, show 808. 808? Oh, oh, come on. Oh, my God. 
you be on? Would you be on screens or have you got like a million sponsors? How do you make wow. money? Uh, what what happens is uh, I suppose that's a story. Uh, the first thing, always remember the secret word community. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so no money. Is that what you're saying? That's a, that's the secret word for tonight. Yeah. Okay. Now I call I I have a thing called reverse income because what it is is because I'm uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to sort of buy my fingernails you know, have a living as a musician, I can claim yeah. it all back, number one. Oh, beautiful. You know, and, I, and, I, and I do it I do it myself in the studio. Uh, I, like, what you see on the show yeah. is my little teaching studio that it, that it would be... It's the typical office next to the house kind of deal when you go... Oh, like, oh so, you you don't, know, so you don't go into of, the studios. You've got your own. I used, yeah, I used to, but not anymore. I, I, I managed to get... I, I, like, I built it up. I got my own cameras and wow. you know, I do all my own editing, yeah. and I get that done. Um, basically, uh, I teach four nights a week, yeah. and then I do a couple of years ago. Um, basically, uh, I, in 2019, I, I started doing this. I face shook live is what I called it. Face shook. Uh, face shook, yeah. as in the as in the chicken. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got that. <laughs> and um, and uh, and that was a separate thing. But then I got a bit of kit to you know a bit of uh, uh, just a, an adapter, you know, like a, a, a little bit of electronic stuff to uh, have a feed out of my mixer and okay. and basic and basically what I do now is everything's live to camera, so mm. the mistakes get left in just as much as everything well, else. That's good. And, yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah, we know you're human. Yeah, and then I and, and I've got three little cameras, and I chop them up over a, what I call editing cordial. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> on a Friday night, and then yeah. um, uh, I've got blue screen behind me, so that's where I can put up the images and stuff. So okay, and that's what I do. Try and make it a bit topical, or, or if I'm doing a bit of a biography of a famous drummer, like I yeah. did uh, uh, Sandy Nelson last week. You know, the king of surf drumming. Oh yes, week. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, uh, so so the picture is. Pictures of him go up, and I get a bit topical, you know, sort of thing with the old. I call it politics, the gift that keeps on giving, a bit like herpes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tony knows and all so about that. Every week, there's every week there's a little tidbit to put on, you know, yeah. get drawn to it. Yeah, yeah, you did it. And there you go. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. So what happens is. Uh, with the studio, I teach four nights a week, and then the next couple of days, like today and stuff like that, I potter around with the show or do different things and get things done like that. And that's basically my lot hey, sort of thing. So hey. there it is. That and the wig. That and the wig? <laughs> <laughs> now, we've got the wigs you have. In 2013, yep. you were nominated for the Strain of the Year. How, what, how did that all come about and where did you come? And... Oh, mate, how did you know about that? Mate, I do my research. Oh, we do research. Oh, we do research, wow. mate. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, essentially, uh, it, it, it was for the show uh, in the sense that uh, in by 2010, um, I, I racked up 500, 500 shows and stuff. Mm. Wow. And I was, doing, I was doing different things, um, you know, little clinics and all sorts of business. And I honestly, the way that it worked, I, 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 you don't have a clue. It's supposed to be kept a bit of a secret. So it just bobbed up in the mail. 
And I've gone, that was a moment. <laughs> I've gone, what? Wow. So it just came in the mail. You yeah. Know? And yeah, I got this package in the mail and it was like, thank you for your nomination. You know, you've been nominated and all that for the, the work because um, it, it's community work after all. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, one. yeah. And, um, and the, the idea of the show was educational. Mm. Um, the, the, as you know, I might do a couple of lame jokes and, and you know, sort of uh, have a bit of fun. But yeah. at the end of it, hopefully there's a drum lick getting learnt or yeah, every now yeah, and again I've whipped yeah. out my guitar and stuff. Yeah. Because at the time when I started it, like I said, um, schools were getting closed down in the 90s and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it was a bit of a sad time. Mm. And uh, But there was this beam of light, you know, like, somebody's getting something together yeah. and it wasn't just the show it was all in it together like when i wasn't sort of filming something for melbourne users what would happen was uh there'd be a call out saying we need a we need a cameraman to do this shoot at the local community center or something like that yeah. and I, I said oh well i'm free i don't teach until five o'clock so i'll be mm. right to pick up the camera at two o'clock and film that you know mm. sort of thing. So, so you're, you're a jack of all other, trades Sorry, pardon me? You're, you're a jack of all trades. You can do it all. Oh, what happened is, you, like, you, with, with the editing, I had no clue. I got, um, I got left in a studio, little editing booth at RMIT okay. uh, at that time. And, and, I was, and the guy said, well, that's start, that's stop, <laughs> roll forward, and uh, here's your titling thing. And I sat there for a couple of minutes saying, this is like a mixing desk for video, you know, that kind of thing. So what does this button do? Bang, yeah. you know, and, uh, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So you you learn by school of hard knocks, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so it was all trial and, and error. I, yeah, trial and error yeah. and everything like that. And I use uh, a program called Final Cut Pro now, mm. which is pretty good. Yeah. That's the usual Apple one. And um, there you go. So, so you're, good, um, you're good at editing, are you? Sorry? Are you good at editing? Ah, uh, yeah, you get, well, you, you've got to work fast. Oh, yes, that's right, yeah. Uh, what happens is when you've got a, a show that's, like, my time slot on Channel 31 at the moment is Wednesdays at 10 o'clock. I've had oh, yeah. that. Essentially what happens, I took a rest from Channel 31 um, around about, uh, at the end of 2013, actually, and um, and then in, um, then all the trouble started, you know, trying to keep it on air, you know, um, you know all the... Wanting to, uh, the government wanting to close down Channel 31 and all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but then in 20, uh, 2018, I just got this email asking me back. Mm. And I went, oh, sure. Cool. Okay, because I was still doing all my own original stuff yeah, with everything good. that I've got here at the studio. Yeah. And um, I just went, oh, no worries. And um, I started doing shows. And then basically in 2019, um, well, I don't want to bring it down, but my last brother passed away oh, and know. um like uh, that's my brother len i'm the youngest of three dad sorry had to hear about boys that too. sorry dad had, dad, dad had two boys before he went to world war Two, mm. and then came back and you know his wife his wife had nicked up and um and so he he met my mum and there's little mm. old me you know oh, the young oh, one lucky and yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway anyway so uh so that happened. I, I just needed to get out. That's how Facebook Live started. I just wanted to get, you know, like live yeah. camera, not, you know, just keep it honest, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Just what happens, happens. And I was asking questions and trying to answer them, answer them on the day, you know, that mm. kind of thing. Like, you know, stump the drummer, 
yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. And um, and uh, and it just took off. And then what happened was uh, I started incorporating that in the show. Now it basically is the show, in the sense that uh, essentially I've got I keep rattling on about paradiddles or some such thing. So I've usually got I've got a I've got a cut about six or seven minutes out of each one. So mm. I like to get it to the usual twenty five minutes. Yeah. Half hour for television, you know. Anyway, so there's there's that. That's how that came around. And, and uh, but with the uh, with the show and with the with Channel Thirty One, uh, that's how the I, I I was I had to take a moment yeah. when um, when I got that letter about the nomination. Yeah. And um, and that's basically I suppose what it was about. You know, just the. The education side of things with uh, community television, you know, sort of thing. So if you can't, uh, I was in a position where I was seeing music departments just getting closed down, yeah. right, left, and centre, and stuff. And I thought, well, that's a perfect way. Like, if a kid wants to know a guitar chord yeah. or a, mm. a drum lick or something like that, they can turn on to Channel Thirty One and do something yeah. for them, just a little bit. It doesn't replace a real lesson with a good, you know, good teacher. Uh, but at least it's little tidbits, you know, and, and uh, get, 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 keep the interest up. Yeah. There you go. Speaking of interest, like, who, what, what drummer really sparked your enthusiasm? Like, what drummer did you look and say, shit, I want to be able to do that too, you know? Um, I've got a couple, and they're all the normal ones. Uh, essentially, uh, Buddy back Rich. in the early, early 70s, yeah. Uh, I, like, I mean, well, in the 60s, uh, we all grew up with um, Ringo, you know, mm. with the Beatles. I just finished watching that Get Back documentary. Oh, yeah, it's really fly on yeah. It's hard mm. going. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's uh, wonderful for musicians, you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, and just that. Uh, and then um, Dad had some old... You remember the old Reader's Digest box? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, his dad had some god-awful ones. It was like Cocktail Piano Hour. And I've gone, bloody <laughs> hell. Where's, where's Led Zeppelin when you need it, mate? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, Lord. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of... Yeah. But I put, one on, I put one on one day, and it was uh, uh, Swing Greats. And, um, oh, yeah. and, and then I heard Buddy Rich. Oh, and Rich. That's jazz what I drummer. Said. Doing a song called Hawaiian War Chant Ooh. with the uh, t- uh, Tommy Dorsey Big Band. I oh, thought, wow, yeah. oh bloody hell, I've got to do that. Yeah. You know, that's a, and that's what got me out of the violin. Mm. You know. Mm. So after after I got uh, after the violin uh, took half my house <laughs> <laughs> at, at the divorce proceedings. Yeah. Uh, what happened was uh, uh, I. Got, as I said, I got uh, signed up with Harold Ripper at uh, Melbourne Music Centre at the third floor of Sutton's mm. in Elizabeth Street in the wow. day. In the, early in the heart of the city. Yeah, and it was across the road from, it was across the road from Brashes. And, and, uh, and, uh, uh, I, and I started on that. And then I got into a bit of, uh, you know, the real technical stuff. And I suppose the only drummer that really got me Stopped me playing for a while there was Carl Palmer. Oh, Carl Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Yes. Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Yeah. And his brother Harry. Oh, Harry. <laughs> 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 so that's how I got into it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Come on, that's a different show. Come on. We've just gone here, mate. No kitty slot for you. This show is not going on at four four pm after. Now, Chris, just going back to our buddy Rich. There, I mean, obviously he's a great drummer, but he had a very bad temper, apparently. Oh, he was awful. Yes. It's one of the classic, one of the best musicians in the world, um, to, uh, together with one of the most, uh, uh, how would you say, uh, formidable personalities. Oh. Let's say it nice. Uh, a formidable personality. I've yeah. got his biography. Well, yeah. I, I'm and, not like you two yeah. guys because he's both drummers. What was so bad about Buddy Rich? Give me a one, oh. for instance. Give me one. Uh, he was just, uh, well... One would say he's a perfectionist. Well, what's uh, wrong with that? <laughs> nothing wrong, except that the way that he would get it out of the big band was he'd tear strips off his people. Oh, you know, that, okay. kind, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. I don't know if you, you... You might want to check it out. There's, uh, I've heard uh, on, yeah. He, he, got, he got so bad with his band, he got on the band bus one night. That's right. And yes. one, of the, one, of the, one of the musicians actually uh, started uh, secretly taping his rants. Oh, my God. And oh. it, was, it was so... so it was about the guy, there was an Australian guy there. Yeah, like, from Sydney, from Sydney, yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and he had to shave his beard off, you know. Nice. And, <laughs> and it was so bad they made a cartoon about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, on, it's on YouTube, you can listen to the, the rants yeah. on YouTube, and it's just yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've, got, I've, got, I've, I've got one story. Yeah, where, go. Uh, uh, out, of his, out of his biography, I've got his biography in the yeah. room, where he got so ill-tempered at, at a golf game. Yeah. Um, and the, the book is written by Mel Torme. Um, Mel Torme! great jazz singer. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. You know, like he's there with Bing Crosby and yeah. everybody else, you know. And um, he, he got so frustrated with his bad golfing that he threw a complete tantrum and threw the whole golf bag in the lake, you know, in the, in the golf place, and stormed off, and leaving everyone there, right? So he stormed off, and everyone's going, oh, my God, what's happened with Buddy, you know? Oh, and then you can hear this distant swearing in the distance, oh. getting louder, oh. and he comes over the hill, he comes over the, the hill, the, yeah, the hill of the course, you know, whatever, mm. yeah. and he and he, and he says, Buddy, what are you doing? And he keeps going, and... And he walks into the lake. What? He just gets into the lake, picks up his, uh, picks up the, the golf bag that he's just thrown in there. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, he's yeah, yeah. cursing and swearing the whole time. And he unzips the top because he left his car keys in there. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't even want the bag. He just wanted and his he car threw, keys. He threw the golf bag back in the lake and he took off with his car keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! Poor old buddy. I'm just laughing again. Yeah. I, I, oh. I, I, I still laugh at that story. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor old buddy. Anyway, that, there's Buddy Rich, but he's yeah. brilliant. What I, what it is is I, I see Buddy Rich is like there, but when I think about um, like jazz drummers, yeah. Um, his his great pal was Louis Belston, who was oh, the yeah, drummer for yeah. Duke Ellington. Okay. And he's the complete antithesis of Buddy Rich because he was a complete gentleman. Yeah. And they were great. They were great friends more because of Louis, because Louis was so patient and such a beautiful man. Yeah. And his his drumming is like velvet. You know, it's yeah. just so smooth. With but 
Buddy Rich is really quite, like, you know, quite the bombastic kind. I love it, don't yeah, get me wrong. But yeah. Very, very strong and very that. But mm. Louis Belson could just swing yeah. that Duke Ellington orchestra like crazy. You know, yeah. that's such beautiful magic in motion stuff. So mm. I, I tried to temper the Buddy Rich stuff with uh, just as much love for uh, Louis Belson. I see them like a pair. Yeah. You know, they're sort of like the yin and the yang, if you will. You know, that sort of stuff. And so, it's stuff I love. I, I could talk about drummers like that all day, you know. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. getting that. Like, when I talk about people like Miles Davis in jazz. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Stuff, I, 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 I start talking about Tony Williams and Elvin Jones as mm. drummers just as a pair because they were so brilliant, you know. And I, I see them because they were both contemporaries. They came up at the same time. And um, I, I think that's one of the things about the show, I suppose, is because what I, what happens is um, I have to do a new episode every week. Yeah. And so uh, one of the, the things that is kind of like a wonderful byproduct is that I've got to uh, come up with something a little bit new. So that keeps me on my toes. But it's also taught me to really um, research and do a bit of history about these drummers and, mm, you know, yeah. depending on what style it is. And um, I'm just a student as everyone else, you know. I don't sit down and think, oh, did that happen with that guy? Oh, that's yeah. how he does that. Oh, wow. And then you go off and practice for two hours to work out how they did it, you know. And I love that. I love that about the show. And um, it's, I feel like I'm just very lucky, you know, to be in that kind of position to, to keep it going, you know, that sort of stuff. So, and I, I wouldn't know what else to do now. <laughs> What about that? What about that special you did on Charlie Watts? Oh how yeah, did, how did that you come was, up with? Was, yeah, yeah. When I really got into that one, there was a lot of little things. Like he does that little fancy lifty stick up. I'm going mm. pretty technical. I hope yeah. that's okay. Oh no, no, we're pretty technical here. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Well, what happens is, um, like, he's a, he's known as a very straight drummer, but yeah. everything that he did uh, that really gave him his style and his swing and all that was what he did outside of the Stones because instead yeah. of just putting out a solo album or whatever yeah. he just went off and made the Charlie Watts big band yeah. you know, okay. and, yeah. and uh, did all that so w one of the things that you, you find out with these people is um, they start out maybe doing a you know a, a basic rock beat but as, as they as they move on in their career yeah. They start to get little things like a survival technique. Uh, you know, like uh, if you're going to have to do, it's one thing to record a song, but to make it one one part of, say, 20 songs and you've got to be on stage for an hour and a half, two hours and stuff, yeah. you've got to conserve energy. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the way that Charlie Watts was able to do some things, like instead of playing the cymbal all the time, yeah. you take the cymbal uh, note off on the backbeat, on two oh, and four, yeah. that, that kind of thing. Yeah. And when you actually do that, it creates a whole kind of swing thing for him, you know, and it really, it really worked well. And when I was, when I was sort of researching the stuff, he, he, like, when you think of people like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards being really out there yeah. as mm. far as personalities, Charlie Watts was the opposite to yeah, that. Yeah, the opposite, yeah, yeah. He was always the dapper gentleman, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. And you can almost see it in his drumming. Yeah. And even in his demeanour behind mm. the drum step yeah. was the, 
it was always, uh, you know, just that wry smile. Yeah. You know, like when you look, and he was always just the gent, you yeah. know, and uh, always impeccably dressed. And, and he uh, off stage. And he hasn't got big arms, has he? Like normal drummers, you know, or drummers normally sort of muscly or whatever. He wasn't really, was he? Charlie? Well, don't my, don't my, my arms don't go that, down to my knees, mate. Yeah, well, <laughs> mate, come on. Your arms are bigger than bloody Charlie's. One question I've got to ask you, uh, Chris, is who's a better drummer out of uh, the, the, the Ringo Starr or Charlie Watts? Everyone's asked that oh, question. Oh, now, you know how I was talking about pairs before? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I see them as a pair. They, they came up together. I wouldn't like to say one's better than the other or anything like that. One thing, though, is that uh, one thing in... Uh, when you're talking about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones yeah. during the 60s, and they're kind of clean guys, you know, against the... You know the unkempt guys as yeah. far as the Stones and stuff. Yeah. Is that uh, the Rolling Stones kept on going? You know, yeah. the Beatles. It's still going. It's still going. But but when you when you look at drum parts, like one of my favourite drum parts to give my students is the drum part to come together. Come on. Oh, yeah. I can't play that. I can't oh, play that. I kind of learn that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a that's a just a beautiful drum chart mm. in not only um, following the. You know, following following yeah. Paul McCartney's face, yeah. but yeah. also in uh, an exercise in restraint, in keeping the um, in keeping the beat really straight and letting the the song sing, which is strange coming from me, yeah. <laughs> seeing an old prog rock bastard who tries to play everything in every second. <laughs> but, but it is. It's it's one of those things. So, so, it, so I just see them as a pair. I wouldn't like to say Ringo's better than Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I've never been a, a, you know, I've never been one to sort of say that, you know, there's Ringo isn't even. What's that horrible thing that they say about him? Ringo isn't even the best drummer in the Beatles and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. That's yeah. not funny, Ralph. That was a bit rough. Yeah, I can, yeah, I, can, yeah. I can explain that story. I found out about that in research, if you like. Yeah, yeah. If you no. want, if you want to, that was during the White Album. While oh, they were making right. the White Album, Love that and album. what what that what happened there was um, they do the day's recording, and then Paul McCartney, um, all of them could play drums. Yeah, right. Like during the Get Back documentary, you saw Paul McCartney on drums. Then you saw John on drums. Then George had a bit of a tap around as well. Yeah. But what happened is during the White Album sessions, everyone did their day's recording. Everything was all right. Yeah. And then Paul McCartney came up with a better bass line. And, yeah. uh, and, but what happens is this what happens with every band. If you change the bass line yeah. for something a bit better, you're going to probably need to change the drum part as yeah. well to yeah. hug, you know, to yeah. have, it, have it the same, yeah. you know, or, or hug it. Yeah. So Paul just jumped on the drums and the original thing was, uh, well, I'll just nip on and just do this now so it sits the boat before I go home to dinner.
it's, it's, it's like Will Ferrell and Step Brothers. Don't touch my drums. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then he puts his balls on him. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't remember that bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, don't touch my drums. Yeah, put me hairy balls on him. <laughs> Unbelievable, mate. Yeah. So that was yeah. Ringo's moment. You know, yeah. Paul put his hairy balls on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. and, that's, and that's what happened. So Ringo basically said, uh, Paul, don't, please don't do that again, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and there was a little moment where he actually put his foot down uh, and he sort of said, well, you know, it, it, I don't think it was quite leaving a band kind of thing, but it was like, you know, what? Yeah, they, they all left the band at some point but then came back. And and that was Ringo's moment. So, yeah, no more hairy balls on my drum. very much. I love that man. Got one more question for you. You appeared on the Drum Talk, the cable TV show in America. That that's a big, uh, big ask. Yeah, what? how's that? Where's that come about? Oh, thank you again. Thank you for your research. Uh, no yeah, that worries. Up in, the Werribee Whisperer gave us all this information, but anyway, keep going. No, uh, what what it was was um, that was that was out of the blue as well. Um, <clears throat> one of the things uh, that that just came out of nowhere. Uh, uh, Dan Schindler, uh just sent me a message yeah. out of the blue. I said, hello, this is Dan Schindler from Drum Talk TV here in America. Yep. And um, I've just happened upon your, you know, I'm looking at your, uh, work with triggers because what I do is the I put the triggers on the drums and that sends um, signals to my computer. So mm. that's where I can get violin sounds and the choirs happening. And I just got fascinated with doing that um, around about... 2011, uh, I got a set of uh, drum triggers. Think of it like an electronic drum kit. You know, oh, when you yeah. hit an elect, you know, when you hit the pad, you get the snare drum sound. Yep. Uh, the triggers, the triggers inside the pad. You know, the drum pad. Uh, but with triggers, you buy them and put them on the rim, and then you can send it to the interface. And and I can do scales. So basically, I can take requests. You know, I can do happy birthday if you like. <laughs> And, and when, when was that, Chris? What year was that? Uh, I started doing that in um, 2011. Oh, yeah. And, and then uh, in 2014, I think it was, um, that's when I got the message from Dan Schindler. Wow. And he's picked, and he's picked four pieces that I did. Uh, and mm. that was on a bit, that goes down the track of the classical side a little bit there. Mm. Uh, I, I did a, a lot of um, orchestration lessons, like arranging for big bands mm. and doing other stuff. I play guitar as well, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I do other things. So I was doing things like that. So I started to incorporate that kind of thinking, but into drums, you know. And um, and he, I, I, I was just floored. I was going, thank you. I didn't ask. I didn't send him anything or anything. He just mm. came upon it on my YouTube channel, and mm. uh, was gracious enough to give me uh, four separate pieces uh, and put it on his show. And it was just. Um, that, and, and that was another moment, you know, that was going, really? I'm just honoured. And thank you for bringing it up, you know. Mm. I, I, I haven't, I mean, it was a while ago, you know. So, yeah, but it was, yeah. It's always one little highlight, you know, that kind of thing. So it's brilliant. Yeah, it's cool. Now, we're going to wind it up, uh, uh, Chris, because we're running out of time. But what, um, um, what we're going to do next year, we're going to get you back on. We're going to do like a part two, if that's okay with you. What about, what about yeah. next week? <laughs> no, no, not next week. No, we got Christmas coming up. Christmas parties oh. coming up. We're going to get pissed and that sort of stuff. But okay. one more question. I want to ask you about Frank Why Zappa. Why do you need to ask all the questions? Yeah, oh, I'm okay. going to ask you about Frank Zappa. 
Um, uh, we're going to talk about Frank Zappa and next time we get you back on the show. Yeah, we've got to get but, you back, Chris. Yeah, but um, no, it's so beautiful. Thank you. Can you play? Can you play the Black Page? Of course he can. Drum oh, solo. Yeah, well, what, okay, what happened? I, I mean, uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, with the uh, with the starting of channel with the ch- starting of the show on Channel Thirty One. Um, I had a band called the Zappa Instrumental. Oh, the reason I had the fancy name is because we were instrumental. Okay. Because everyone was coming up and saying, you know, they were asking all for the asking us to play the, all the naughty songs like Titties oh, yeah. and Beer and Dirty oh. Love. And love Titties and Beer. me, your Dirty Love. All the, all, all right. the naughty ones. Yeah. Oh, yes. And yes. so I figured that if we just called the band... Zappa Instrumental, yeah. meaning Zappa Instrumental, people yeah. that, mm. you know, stop wow. heckling us. And so uh, that was the backing, that was the de facto backing band for the show. Mm. So what we do was, uh, I, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I'll come back. Uh, <laughs> what we do is we get guests on. Wow. We had, we've had some great guests. We had actually our best guest really for this was Alan Zabot, who was Zappa's keyboard oh, player yeah, yeah, in, uh, for the 1984 tour. He came, and that was yep. a real feather in the cap. That was a complete honour when yeah. he came up. That sort of gave us a kind he, of... He, he passed away. Thread, he passed away for you know, that back, did he? But, but what it was was uh, with the black page, that was always going to be the one. Yeah. And I, had, I actually I bought the sheet music from the... Uh, Zappa mail order thing in the oh, right. 90s and it just sat on my music stand for yeah. a long time and what it was was what you have is there's a I, once again I'll get a little I, I have to get technical when I get asked about this yeah. uh, but what happens is you, if you're playing a, a two rhythms against each other it's called a polyrhythm oh. yeah. and and what happens in flamenco music Spanish flamenco love music, flamenco music it's, yeah, it's called a hemiola. And oh. my standard joke from that is it's the hemiola from Espanola. Hey. Like I need some hemiola cream. You know, that's what it sounds like something you need a cream for. Yeah. I've got hemiola, yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of stuff. But what it is, is uh, you've got a polyrhythm. Mm. So the, the, the standard polyrhythm is what's known as a three against two. If you tap it on the table, it, uh, it's both with your hands, it's both right, left, right. Both right, left, right. The right hand's doing three, and the left hand's doing two. It's quite a common thing. Yeah. Even Bon Jovi do it, you know, with living on a prayer. You okay. can sort of, it, yeah. it's a standard thing. Once you, yeah. once you hear it, it's pretty standard. Yeah. However, with the black page, what, what the sneaky bloke did was inside that three, he puts fives, fives, and sixes. So it becomes insane, you know, yeah. that kind of yeah. thing. And then he puts it around the drums. So yeah. the, the first thing you've got to do is sort of understand the way that the rhythms stack up. It's a little bit like what a, a sampler would do if, yeah. you, um, if you take three separate uh, little pieces and then you just put them together mm. and uh, you'll have, say, like a, a, when you're overhearing a conversation, yeah. You might have someone uh, talking fairly slowly yeah. and someone's on their sixth cup of coffee and talking pretty quickly yeah. and then someone's in the middle. And if you put those voices together, 
and then try and work out what speed they're doing. That's that's essentially what the black page is. Yeah, yeah. that sounds well, that sounds like we need some hemorrhoid cream. Yeah, I'm a hemiola. It certainly gave me the shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm still, I'm still trying to learn the Purdy Shuffle, which, uh, you know, I've been doing that for about eight years now. But anyway, mate, he's been doing it for about 12 years. 12 years. He still hasn't Purdy got Shuffle, it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, when we get you back on the show next next year, yeah. early next year, we're gonna, I'm going to learn the back page and I'm going to play it for you. We'll but, have to get um, you in the studio, maybe. Yeah. Or we'll come you know, to your studio. Be yeah. That's so much fun. No, yeah. no, it'd be a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much. Oh, but hey, but I just got to warn you, he's only got that crappy electronic bloody kit. Yeah. So I, I apologise for that at, at the start, all right? Yeah, no, no, mate, no, no, mate, I used to teach in schools. You, you, you yeah. needed to see some of the shit boxes I've had to play. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we all start on pots and pans anyway, so it's got to be a step yeah, up. Yeah, that's right, mate. All right, a big hand for uh, Chris Big Pittman. hand for Chris Pittman. Yeah. You're a bloody ripper, mate. Thanks for being Thank on the show. So much. That was a hoot. Thank you. Chris Quinlan. So you didn't have to get scared at all. Oh, you didn't yeah, have to well, get nervous. He's well, such a nice guy. Because I'm Great a drummer. drummer. Because I'm a drummer, you know. Because you're a drummer. You know, Come on. You know, loosen yeah, yeah, the term, man. I'm a good drummer. You've got to look up to him. Yeah. But, uh, nah, yeah, so, of course um, you look up to him. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably so, four uh, foot two. Uh, That's why you look up to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, poor old. Go on, well, I'm going to go and see him and hope he give me a free drum lesson, you know. Well, he should give you, hopefully he'll give yeah, you a, a dozen drum lessons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, need to, you need to serve. Anyway. Oh, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no you're pretty good. good. No, no, I reckon you're pretty good, but, but you've got problems, you know. Because they call you the what? dentist, don't they? They call me what? Don't they call you the dentist? What? What do you mean? A dentist drummer? Yeah, what do they call you a dentist drummer for? Well, you know why. Go on, finish it off. Fill in all the gaps. You fill in all the gaps. Even gaps that don't need to be filled, you fill. Anyway, finish it off. I love it. Who are we? Come on. Okay, I'm Tony Shumroff now, Dylan. Oh, before you before we go, we've what? got to make what? sure that people subscribe to our channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Spotify, yeah, Apple, yeah, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And also, too, we've got the big uh, Christmas show coming up. Oh, yeah, up. the Christmas show. Who's going to be on the there. Christmas show? Uh, well, uh, I Everyone. Know. Well, uh, uh, oh, I know what we're going to do. Yeah. Everybody that's been on the show, we're yep. just going to call them on Christmas. We're not even going to tell them. Don't even tell oh, them. So they're there, they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we put their um their, their message on the thing, all right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, here cool, today, cool, you know, cool. all that sort of shit. Well, yeah, that'd be good. So anyway, let's wrap it up there. It's a big wrap episode up, with Chris Quinlan. I'm Tony Shumpelhoff now, Dylan. And I'm Dominic, I'm Tony Shumpelhoff. Go on, finish it off. And we're... You're not going to do the... Ah. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. Tony Shumbrough now, Dylan. I'm Dominic Antonio Sabala. And we'll see you next time on... Shumbrough!